Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the table, guys. I appreciate you guys for coming to me once again. We are on episode number five. And I just want to take this time to say thank you to everybody, every last single one of you from across the world. I'm not even just saying the U.S. alone because my vision is big and I and, and I feel like I'm reaching out to people from across the world. So, I mean, I know you individually, but I just want to take this time out to let you know that I appreciate you. And I would not be here on episode number five of the Let's Feast Food for Thought podcast if it wasn't for you. So I thank you. Thank you guys for always sticking with me. Thank you guys for 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 paying attention to the social media for always letting me know about what's going on with you guys and letting me know um and just just coming back to the table all the time and and, uh, from the people who's been there from the beginning from the people who's just now getting to know me uh who's just now knowing my signature knowing what i do here i i appreciate all of you guys so without further ado i want to get into the meat and potatoes of everything that i have to serve for you guys this evening Today, I have a few things that I have two stories for you guys that I want to tell you guys about on today's feast. The first story that I want to let you know, you guys know about is called Candy Lady's Kryptonite. And it's basically about people that use you through your kids. And I got two stories that I actually want to let you guys know about that actually kind of like made my antennas go up. A little bit through these experiences that I've come to know from people that I know from experiences that I've had and I kind of uh, are vicariously through other people's experience um, I kind of just want to let you guys know about these two stories and of course I'm going to give it to you in slices and in doses I'm not going to get served both of them to you simultaneously I'm going to let you guys digest it the way that you choose to digest it and then I'm going to give you the other serving other or the other story to let you guys know about it so without further ado I got some more food for you Welcome back to the table. Let's feast. Now, today, first story, I want to talk about Candy Lady's Kryptonite. Kryptonite. Growing up, we all, if you come from poverty-stricken situations and stuff, you don't heard me mention it um, in past podcasts and stuff like that, past episodes. If you come from poverty-stricken situations or from the hood or whatever, um, uh, everybody didn't have a lot of money to to go to the grocery stores and and wipe off wipe out all the shelves a lot of people didn't have those things a lot of people didn't have the accessibility to have access to those things so the next best thing if you had little money you were blessed if 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 this was in your neighborhood you were blessed with people or a woman or a man or whoever individuals well i want to say a woman for my experience he was blessed with a woman called the candy lady. The candy lady was the sweetest person in the neighborhood from my personal experience. She was the sweetest lady in the neighborhood and she gave everything to you at a reduced price that add values to your life. If you didn't have much money, if you had like a dollar, if you had two dollars, she made sure you left her house with something. Even if you didn't have enough money, you were scraping up pennies or whatever it else just to get some food for your mother, for your father, whoever your cir- whatever your circumstances was in the hood or in poverty. If you went to her house, just my own personal experience, if you went to her house and you came with something, she will make sure that you left with something. Now, I don't, you didn't even have to have a lot. Like you didn't even have to have enough. Sometimes, depending on the situation, depending on who it is and depending on how much she liked you or whatever. But she was so sweet. The the candy lady that I know, that I used to know growing up, she was so sweet. And she would always do people favors all the time. So I just couldn't understand why someone would take advantage of her. I I didn't understand a single soul who would want to take advantage of her. Because she was such an angel that was here on earth. She was an angel in disguise. Um, So basically, let me get straight to the story. Now, the candy lady had one child. The candy lady had complex was older when she had this child the candy lady uh had complications during delivery and um and she almost lost her life giving birth to her son so fast forward in the story the candy lady taught the son entrepreneur skills and to base and, and to to help him develop the way that she wanted him to she allowed her son to work for her selling 
candy and selling um, and all these type of snacks and stuff out of the comfort of out of the comfort of her own home. So her son was assisting her with every sale that she that was basically coming in to actually buy something from her because she was the candy lady in the neighborhood. Everybody knew her. Everybody loved her. Everybody loved her. Nobody really had anything bad to say to this woman. So the candy lady has such a big heart. After, but but the candy lady has such a big heart. Sorry, I'm getting tongue tied here. The candy lady has such a big heart that she befriended anybody that she had an experience with, and she also wanted more children. But due to the fact that she almost lost her life having her biological son without any help, the father had left or whatever like that. Um, due to the fact that she went through a traumatic experience having her son. She didn't want to have any more children because she was a little bit up there in age as well. So what she did was her heart was so big, not only do do selling um, snacks and stuff at a reduced price, but also being a mother. Her heart was so big, she decided to adopt a child. So she adopted this child, another boy. She adopted the child, fell in love with him and basically raised him as her own as well. So her biological son and her adopted son became basically siblings, but and and then got, and they were very very close. So, uh, lo and behold, as time went on, the adopted son started to get a little jealous of the biological son because the bio, she he found out that the biological son had some favor that was over him, and he wanted to get the same favor. That the biological son had. The adopted son wanted to get the same favor that the bi- that the biological son had, but he felt like he would never get access to it because he was not birthed by the candy lady. He was not uh, he was not physically birthed by the candy lady. So he thought he felt that it was a lot of things that the candy lady was giving to to her biological son that her that that she was holding off from her adopted son and the adopted son just wanted to be loved the same way that she loved her biological son and she loved the adopted son she loved him so much because why would she adopt him if she didn't love him if she didn't have a a deep fondness for him so she treated him equal she didn't really she didn't treat him any different but i guess the adopted son seen it another way because i guess it was about money or something like that so the candy lady put the adopted son to business as well just like her biological son she made the adopted son work for her selling snacks and stuff to the neighborhood basically being the candy lady basically giving her a helping hand and things that she couldn't do because like i said she was a little older in age so as time went on she had she wanted to be loved by her and he wanted to be loved by her so much he ended up creating some type of resentment towards her because he felt that he would never be able to be loved just the same way that the biological son would be loved by the mother the candy lady but instead of 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 raising this voice and and saying things towards the candy lady and and letting her know how displeased he was with her because he was still appreciative of what she had done for him what he did was he knew he had a close relationship with the biological son which was his brother he knew he had a close relationship with the brother so what he did was he pumped the biological son for information he pumped it he pumped it he pumped it he pumped it uh because they these guys always hung out like when they went to school the same school they hung around the same friends and all this other stuff like that so he would he would constantly pump this candy lady for information he would constantly I'm, i'm sorry he would constantly pump the 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 brother the biological son for information constantly pump it constantly pump it constantly pump it but he had a hidden motive on the inside because he knew that he wanted to be loved, but he knew he would never be loved the way that the biological son would be loved. And he knew that he would never be get this certain exposure to certain things that a biological son was exposed to due to the fact that she pushed him out and didn't push him out. So there's a lot of resentment going on inside of his mind. So what happened was 
he knew the schedule because he was very much a part of it. And he knew that the candy lady had a very strict schedule when it came to being in church because she was very religious, very Christian woman. And she loved going to church. So one time, the candy lady was not in business because she was always all closed every Sunday. Out of respect, kind of like Chick-fil-A. But she was closed every Sunday. She was not open for the neighborhood to come by and get snacks or anything like that. She was closed. Sometimes she would open, but sometimes she wouldn't, depending on what kind of mood she was. For the most part, people just knew not to come to her house because she was closed. I guess she knew, they knew everyone knew in the neighborhood knew how religious she was, and she took her Christianity very seriously. So the adopted son knew this because he was very much a part of it. So what had happened was he 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 decided to convince the candy lady and the biological son that he wanted to stay home and he wanted to do some things or whatever for some reason the candy lady agreed to this she usually doesn't like he was 16 years old like the adopted son was 16 years old the biological son was 15 so but some for some reason she she loved him so much that she trusted him and she knew that like there was not never a doubt in her mind that he would do anything crazy because she felt like she raised him because she had him since he was 13. So she had him for about three years. So she knew that he was he would never do anything crazy. So she allowed him to stay home, even though she's very, very much serious about her religion. She's very much serious about uh, anybody that she's affiliated with in her family to go to church because that's just the type of woman she is. But in this case, she allowed him to stay home. Cause maybe he, maybe she wanted him to watch out after some, some of the things that's going on with the business and stuff. Get some stuff, get some snacks set up and stuff like that for whatever she's about to open for the next day. So, the adopted son stayed home and the biological son went with her to church. So while the while the adopted son was home the whole time, what had happened was he was contemplating stealing from her. He was so distraught in his head that she would never love him the way she loved her biological son to where it started to eat at his mind. So he just started to develop a plan where he was going to create an escape plan. So the whole time while he was there, he was creating plans and he was creating things for the future to rob her and run away and get as much money as possible because he knew all the secret hiding spaces that she hid all her money to and things that she would do build money and everything he knew about it from the son from the biological son what the biological son would tell him and plus they all lived in the same household but it was certain things that the adopted son didn't know that the biological son knew so he was pumping the son for information all those times he would calculate all that stuff in his mind and he would use it so about a year later Everything has been accumulated over time. He had saved up enough money from the candy lady's secret stash. And one, he had convinced the candy, lady, the candy lady to stay home once again from church. And around this time, he was 17. He had convinced her to stay home again. And it was such a gap because she doesn't allow, she doesn't allow any children that she raised or anybody that's in her household she doesn't allow them to stay home from church consistently she's one of those strict mothers she was one of those strict mothers. she's sweet very very sweet but she's also strict uh, very very serious when it came to her religion when it came to christianity and stuff like that because she felt like anybody that she's raising has to go to church alone with her but somehow she has such a soft spot for this guy for this adopted son she allowed him to stay home again a year later. And this time, when he stayed home, while the adopted, while the biological son and the candy lady went to church, he robbed him. For all the money that she used to save in her secret stash, because he knew where everything was due to the fact that the biological son told him because he felt like he can trust him, because he felt like he was his brother. He robbed him. And he ran away with everything. And nobody's never heard from him since. And when the candy lady got back home, along with the biological son, she noticed that everything was gone. 
She noticed that all the snacks and everything was gone. So apparently the adopted son had a, a few people in on on the on the inside job. All the snacks were gone and all her secret stash was gone. She was heartbroken. And of course, she turned directly towards the biological son, which was her son that she had physically. And she questioned him on everything because him, he was the only person that knew her secret stats. She didn't even tell nobody else, not even her friends, not even any other family members or anybody. Her son, biological son, was the only person she told because he worked for her. Eventually, he admitted it. Eventually, he admitted the fact that he told him. And he was hurt because he couldn't believe that the adopted son did this because the mother took him in and loved on him and treated him as he was her own, as if she actually had him. So he didn't understand. It didn't register in his mind that he would actually ever do something like that. But it happened. And the mother was so heartbroken. She was so she was so heartbroken. She was scared. She didn't know who I many people in was in on it. And this is that and this is eventually what happened. She closed down. All the people who used to love her in the neighborhood, they no longer had nobody to go to. All the families that the candy lady helped due to her business no longer had her as an ally, no longer had her as a resource. Like she helped a lot of families in the neighborhood. People who wasn't on the food stamps and stuff like that, who was just dealing with a lot of a lot of hard times a lot of financial issues and didn't have a lot of money she was she helped a lot of people you could come to her with a dollar or two dollars and she would give you so much to help you and probably a lot of people took advantage of that they really didn't need it once the word got around the candy lady was so sweet and so kind hearted she would the word got around that she was helping a lot of people and a lot of but a lot of people loved her for it so the moment she decided to go out of business because she was so heartbroken and the adopted son ran away from her she didn't even want to search for him because in a couple of in like another week or two he turned 18 so she allowed those two weeks to play out and waited till he turned 18 so he could actually be out there on his own because she was so heartbroken she didn't she was frustrated with her son because she didn't think that her son would tell anybody but also she wasn't surprised she also wasn't surprised because she did bring him in too her adopted son in too to work the business with her to help the son out the biological son out at the same time so she was she was heartbroken that he actually did it and she would never thought in a million years that he would actually steal from her due to the fact that she helped him out and she adopted him as her own she never thought in a million years that this would actually do he would actually ever do something like this to her so she was heartbroken and she decided to go out of business the moral of this story is i know that it ended unfortunately but the moral of the story is, who do you have in your corner that you may have hired to work for your inside job? Friends, family, loved ones, but a lot of people that may stand it for many family members that you call your friends and stuff like that. And I'm not saying this to scare anybody. This is just a reality check in your mailbox to be extra observant to the people that you are actually allowing in your corner. Because we have some people out there that are very, very selfish and does and it don't matter how much love you show to them. They still have their own ulterior motives, because especially if they feel like they're not getting what they want. So in, cl- in closing of this story, who do you think that you hired for your own to work at your inside job? 
And when I say inside job, job, people that you are in contact with, that, that you were raised around, that know you the most. I'm not saying question people that that basically that you grew up with, that you love or whatever like that. But always have your antennas up. And if they're really your friend, they wouldn't even be offended by some of the questions that you may ask them. Because this woman was the sweetest woman in the neighborhood growing up. She was the sweetest woman in the world. I, I, me personally, I didn't understand why anybody would do that to her. And I actually know the individual who did this to her. Haven't heard from her ever since I heard about that happening. But it hurt me when I found out the news because not only did she close down and she helped my mother save a lot of money. But she was so sweet and she was so special. She was a kind hearted lady. Nobody would even think about ever robbing her. Nobody would ever think about that. And the biological son just had to carry this on his conscience for the rest of his life. Knowing that the adopted son that they that his mother had took in to be a part of the family robbed her. All because the adopted son felt like he wasn't getting loved the same way that the biological son was getting loved. So who do you think that's that you hired to work for your inside job carefully consider it carefully think about it and just be careful and be observant of people not all people are like this but you have sometimes you have people that would befriend you just to take advantage of you if they feel like they're not getting what they want so just have your antennas up and just be very very considerable be very very considerate i'm sorry about that be very considerate of some of the people that you're allowing to be around you your loved ones people that you love your children anybody like that because people are out there and they have ulterior motives and i don't want you to be a victim and i don't want myself to be a victim and this is actually therapy with me talking about this so guys just be very very careful on who you're allowing to peek into your personal business and and that's just be careful guys that's it so guys i'm going to take a short break going to hear a word from my sponsor and when i come back i got the next story for you be back momentarily Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Let's Feast Food for Thought podcast. Without further ado, I'm going to get straight to story number two. Now, story number two hits a little home because it comes from a personal experience from a story that my mother told me when I was like, what, 14 years old. I'm not even sure if my mother actually remembers this story that she told me. Or actually, it really was a story that she told me. I actually lived it and I actually was a part of it. But I'm not sure if she remembers that I remember the actually event in which that it happened. It actually, as it was actually happened, I don't think she remembers that. Thinks that I remember what had happened. And the title of this story is called, They Don't Like You. You think they're going to like your kids too? Okay. So, this story right here comes from a situation that my mother used to be in when she was a lot younger and when I was a lot younger of course my mother was in her 20s and and I was like what what like 13 something like that um yeah like 13 or something I'm almost 29 at the time 29 30 probably 30 but um but um I don't know all the 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 negative interactions my mother used to have with women growing up and stuff like that but i'm pretty sure every woman every man has a story a negative story where they didn't got in fights and dealt with a lot of things and stuff like that with other people but it's this woman that my mother used to be friends with or whatever but i guess they had hit a rough patch or whatever and they end up fighting and all this other stuff like that and um and i think that i guess the woman never got over it so what had happened was um my mom and 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 the woman uh eventually started living in the same apartment complex and um and and i and i think my mom had thought that everything was good and everything because you know like back then 
people used to fight all the time and do things like that and um they would be friends the very next day and stuff like that so i guess when my mom back got back reacquainted with the woman that she had fought when she was a little younger or whatever she thought that it thought it was nothing over she thought that everything was forgiven and everything like that so but i think the mother i mean the woman always had that in the back of her mind so what had happened was um the woman had a son and the son was really really cool i liked him he was cool like he was a cool dude and um and 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 we used to hang out and and go play basketball and video games and stuff all the time but i noticed something and my mother would allow me to go over to her house and stuff like that to to hang out with him and stuff like that and he would come over and we would hang out and we would chill or whatever play video games and all this other stuff you know and hit on girls together and all this other stuff like that so anyways um, I found it weird that every time I used to go to my friend's house, she would always question me about things that my mother was actually doing. And me being that young, I didn't I didn't see the difference with anything. So I never would actually go back and tell my mom what the things that she would be asking me uh, about what things that my mom has going on in her life and stuff like that. So basically, she befriended me to actually pump information out of me and stuff like that but i didn't understand that at at that age because me and her son was cool so i was like okay cool so every time i went over there we were just cool be playing video games and stuff like that i would hit on his sisters and all this other stuff like that we were we were really good friends and stuff like that i wasn't using him to hit on his sisters but you know what i mean like he was a cool dude like we would always hang out we would chill and and all that other stuff so but every time I went over there, she would always pump me for information. I just found it weird. But anyways, one of the one one time when the when the when the shit hit the fan, um, I forgot the situation. Something weird happened, and um and my mom kind of found out that I think one of my I don't know I'm not sure, but my mom found out about a lot of the information she was pumping out of me. I never told my mom none of this stuff. I never told her. Uh, about anything that was going on uh, about all the time that she would question me about certain things that my mom was doing and stuff like that and stuff like that but i think that the woman tried to t- try to pull a move on my mother and my mother found out about it and my mother had confronted her about it okay confronted um the woman about it i guess um like i guess the woman that she had fought or whatever she confronted her about it and 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 ever since that day they fell out i couldn't even hang with the the the, the dude no more the dude one of my best friends at the time i couldn't hang out with him no more because my mom once she found out that she was using me to pump information out of me instead of just actually letting me be friends with her son or whatever like that my mama cut my mother cut it all off like because her her they, they were about to fight again in the street and i was like oh my god what is this so i was like and i was mad because uh i was cool with the son and i didn't want and i knew once my mother got to that limit to where she didn't want to she didn't want to be bothered by this woman at all i knew that that was going to be cut off time for me hanging out with the son and stuff like that and he was one of my best friends at the time so i was like oh my god how did she know but lo and behold the the whole time the woman didn't really like me she didn't really like me like even though her son mayor her son was real cool she didn't really like me like she was only allowing me to hang out with her son to pump information out of me to use against my mother like i don't know what happened like i'm still trying to figure it out to this day i don't know what happened to make her want to do something like that i don't know if she was holding a grudge for all those years i'm not sure about the fight that her and my mother had when they were younger or whatever but she was using every time i would come over to her house she would always question me about things about my mom i don't know why like we me and her son would be playing video games and stuff like that and she would say hey hey can i talk to you for a second i'm like sure like (laughs) like i didn't think nothing of it i was like sure but she would always question me about my mom all the time like well some of the things that she used to wear my mom used to wear some of the things that um my mother was doing and i didn't know much because i was a nerd and i used to like to play my video games all the time so i wasn't even pumping in for giving her useful information but i guess she would take the information that i did give her mix it in with an assumption that she had in her head and use it against my mom in a manipulative type of way so i didn't understand why she would always question me and stuff like that about my mother but i never went back and told my mother that she would do this i don't even know how my mother even found out but when it hit the fan it just cut off 
I just remember me being mad and me being upset at the fact that I couldn't hang around my friend no more because he was one of my only friends in the neighborhood that I actually that I actually found similarities with and stuff. Everybody else was in the streets doing things and stuff like that. The the guy that I was hanging her the, the the woman's son was the only guy that I found some similarities in as far as being a nerd or whatever. So we was cool. We everything was cool. We would hang out all the time and stuff like that. And once my mother got pissed off at the fact that she felt that she was using me. To get to her and use stuff that use whatever she told me, uh, asked me to do against my mother. My mom, my mother cut all of that off. And since that day that that happened, I've never heard from the guy again. The woman eventually moved out of the apartment complex or whatever, and um, I've never heard from him again. So basically, basically, she didn't like my mom, and so she used me to get to my mom. And stuff like that. And it made me heartbroken because I never would ever think that. Why would a woman or a man or anybody in this situation, but in this case a woman, why would anybody be that manipulative to want to do that to an innocent child? Me being a child in this scenario, why would anybody want to do something like that? Like, like I, you, you know that me and your son are friends, the woman's son. We were friends and we were cool and you will always allow me to come over and chill. And your son come over to my house and play video games and chill and stuff all the time and stuff like that like i used to i used to protect him from bullies and stuff well we both were getting bullied but we were cool we were we were like best friends like i didn't understand like why would you be so manipulative to allow me to befriend your son just so you can get information out of me to use against my mother and, and it didn't register me till i got a little older and i realized the scenario that had actually happened and all this time like all these years of us being friends and stuff you use me to get information out of me to get to back at my mother because of something that you and my mother been through so guys the lesson out of this story is be very very careful once again be kind of like the scenario i mean kind of like the conclusion of story number one but story number two be very very careful uh some of the people that you're allowing to be inside your children's uh, space be very careful of the secrets that you're telling to certain people because people are manipulative and they'll especially if you got grudges and sometimes you will never know certain grudges that people have so pay attention to a lot of the patterns that you have and some of the friends that's in your space and stuff like that so therefore you can actually depict a lot of the things and you can isolate them from getting uh, from doing any further damage but that also comes with a keen sense of knowing yourself a lot and knowing some of your habits and knowing some of the and stop being so thirsty for people to be around you all the time that's all i got to say basically about that so therefore you don't be subject to this situation where you allow people to be around you and you so thirsty for friendship you have kids and stuff like that and because kids are innocent kids are innocent kids uh they, they, they have a clean slate so if they feel like they can't get to you they can always get to your children and they could befriend your children and they could use your children against you in a way. I was just I was the victim in this situation. Like I didn't know what was going on because I was so young and I didn't think twice that, OK, she's using information to tell against my mom and, and to make my mom look bad. All because of a, 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 a situation that may have happened back in the day with her and my mom and them fighting or whatever. She held a grudge. So she used me against my own mom. basically with the information that I told pieces of information that I told her, which was I felt like it was nothing bad or whatever. But once my mom found out, she put an end to all of that stuff. But me just being young and me not even knowing what was going on and anything like that. That's a, that was adult problems. I didn't even know. But she had ulterior motives and she used me to get to my... So she never really even liked me. So she was putting on the front saying that she liked me and she liked that me and her and her son are best friends. And, and I'm her son's only friend and stuff like that. Like, she liked that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so she was fronting the whole time because she was actually using me as bait to get to my mother. To use against my mother Like trying to put me against my own mother By me being a victim in the scenario So guys just be very careful of who you're allowing around your kids Be extra, be, be very protective Of some of the things of That you're exposing them to And the people that you're exposing them around And um, and, and just be careful guys That's the, that's pretty much the end of everything like that I'm going to take a, another quick break guys And when I come back I got the serious joke of the day So I'm going to give you guys um In this moment I'm going to give you guys the poetry break. 
Um, and when I come back, I got the series joke of the day, guys, just to kind of like balance it out a little bit, guys. I've been laying some heavy stuff on y'all today. So, guys, and if you guys are listening to this whole podcast, um, I appreciate you for it because this is a longer podcast than usual. But um, uh, I'm going to take a quick break. And, um, and, and guys, um, feast on the poetry break. And when I come back, I got the series joke of the day. All right, guys, see you guys momentarily. This week, I'm doing something a little different for the poetry break. This week, I'll be performing lyrics from an artist by the name of Jesse Boykins III. It's from a song that he has called I Need You. And I took the lyrics from, well, partially some of the lyrics from that song and turn it into a spoken word poem. Without further ado, here we go. They say love and lust can get confused depending on the elephant in the room. Differentiate the common sense to note the process is us too. I won't hurt your body, but your heartbeat, keep it steady. While we're winning all the trophies. It's not their fault. They did you wrong. Most of the time. Voids. Just ain't that strong. It's not their fault. They lied to you. As long as you know. You deserve the truth. It goes something like. I need you. You need me. We need. We. If you like the poem that you just heard, go check out Jesse Borkus III on all streaming platforms. It's from his album called Bartholomew, and the song is called I Need You. If you want to hear that song in its entirety, I actually just turned it into a spoken word poem just to make it part of my poetry break. But if go support him if you're into the Neo Soul vibe or if you just like to hear some nice relaxing music from time to time and you don't want to get crunk all the time. Go take a listen to Jesse Boykins III. Once again, the album is called Bartholomew, and the song is called I Need You. Now back to the podcast. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Let's Feast Food for Thought podcast. You know, y'all know what time it is. It's time for another serious joke. Now, guys, I'm going to get straight to it. Now, I was raised in a church all my life, for the most part. I was raised in a church for my grandma... Excuse me, guys. Just got through drinking. You know I'm a little twisted. But anyway, <laughs> I'll just play. <laughs> but anyways, I was raised in the church predominantly my whole life, from my grandma to my auntie to my mama to everybody to some strangers. Like, mama just used to put me in a fucking van and just say, "Go to church, motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> the, the Lord will save you. The Lord will guide you there, even when I ain't around. <laughs> he used to put a church. She didn't know what the hell to do. But anyways, I had a friend of mine as I got older. When I became a grown man, I still like to dabble, dibble and dabble in church here and there and stuff. But, but my, my my job prohibits me from time to time from going like I used to. So I'm going to give you guys a time where I had a friend of mine who actually used to motherfucking skip church. If the preacher took too long with his word, <laughs> he used to get up. He used to get up and interrupt church while the preacher preaching his damn word because he didn't want to miss football, right? So he already felt that he was compromising um, um, football when he went to church. So if the preacher was taking too long with his word, he would get up right in the middle of the preacher's sermon and walk the hell out. And you know how quiet it is in church, especially when the preacher got that good word going on. When the preacher got that good word going on and you feel it in your soul, nobody fucking moves in the damn church. Nobody moves. But my my friend, he just had to <laughs> he just had to be the different motherfucker inside the church and inside the congregation shit because he just wanted to get up and fucking move and leave. Once he once the time don't hit a certain time and he felt like it was about to be kickoff or a favorite thing, you know he a fucking Dallas Cowboy fan. Only Cowboy fans do dumb shit like that. <laughs> Every other fan will sit right there and they'll but they'll swallow the pill. But it's something about them fucking Cowboy fans that get their ass up and they gotta go and watch that goddamn game. They, even God can't interrupt the goddamn Cowboy game but anyways so i guess the preacher i mean the, the church that we had went to this time 
The preacher wasn't having that shit. <laughs> this motherfucker was able to get away with it so smoothly for years. For years, the preacher would never say nothing. But this preacher that we went to, we've been, we been skipping churches for years because I tried to find the right church to take this motherfucker to because I felt like this nigga needed God in his life. You feel me? He was out here in the streets doing some reckless shit, slanging and all that other dumb shit. I'm not trying to put his business on, not there being no snitch or nothing like that. But he was doing his thing out here and he was kind of hot out here. So he tried to change his life a little bit. So he figured if he could dibble and dabble with God, uh, God will bless him in the streets. <laughs> But anyway, so I've been, I was going around trying to, trying to find the right church, but he would always get up in the middle of the damn sermons and walk out and no preacher would never call his ass out. But this time, I guess the preacher wasn't sticking for that shit. (laughs) The preacher wasn't trying to hear that shit. So one time the preacher was all in the sermon. He was filling himself. And like you, like you would expect, it was really, really quiet. Except for the damn ladies in there. Somebody go ahead, pastor. (laughs) You better say it, pastor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know the older older women with the fruit basket hats on and shit. <laughs> they got the less feast hats on. They 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 them the, them the women who gave me the idea for the podcast for the name of my podcast. I just thought about the women and the older women in church. <laughs> I started saying, oh, there's there's the idea for the podcast right there. There all the ladies with the fruit basket hats on and shit like that. The let go to less feast food thought right there. There it is right there. They had thoughts already marinating inside. They bring with that big ass hat on the head. But anyways, so the preacher was already. He was getting, he was feeling himself, uh, 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 and I'm gonna do it, uh, uh, and I'm gonna do it. Uh. And you know what I'm saying? You know how they do and stuff like that. So it hit a certain time, and my friend was just like, you know what? I can't take this shit no more. Cowboy game about to come on. It's one o'clock, and I already don't miss the fucking kickoff. So I can't take this shit no more. So he got his. I told the motherfucker not to fucking get up. I told him not to get up, bro. Just wait, bro. Just wait. You can wait to halftime. You'll be there by halftime and shit like that. But he wasn't trying to listen to me. He said, fuck me. And he going to go ahead and go home and watch the game. And he'll see me there. So his old happy ass don't got on up. And he don't walk down. And everybody looking at his ass like they want him to die. <laughs> like this is Satan in the fucking flesh Right here <laughs> Walking out in the middle of a good word The pastor said See there go that motherfucking demon right there The pastor started cussing <laughs> You see when I start speaking some real shit They go the motherfucking demon right there You see how they floating outside the goddamn <laughs> And he tried to walk fast <laughs> And he tried to walk <laughs> He tried to walk fast out the day of church. <laughs> and, and the pastor the pastor was on the altar while he was talking. <laughs> and, so my friend, my boy tried to walk faster so nobody would see him. And the pastor started chasing him. <laughs> he said, no, nigga. No, nigga. No, no. See, that's what happened. See them, see them demons? He the pastor made my friend a part of his damn sermon. <laughs> and I tried to tell him, one day, skipping out of these churches in the middle of these pastor sermons and shit is going to catch up with him. And lo and behold, this, he met his master today because that pastor did not want nobody to fucking move at all. He didn't want no babies to cry. He, he wanted complete silence in his congregation. And my friend always got to be the one that got control, wanted to get his happy ass up and walk his ass out of there. So, Lord, so to make the long story short, my friend ended up sitting down when he tried to sit down. The pastor came up and got him. He said, no, nah, come on down there, brother. Let, there, let the world see you, man. Let the world go ahead and see you. Go ahead and admit your demons to the, to the, to the people. Put the microphone in front of his face. He knows that. Uh, 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 praise the Lord. <laughs> and the pastor made him sit down in the front. So he knew his ass wouldn't go nowhere. <laughs> so after the sermon, after church was over, <laughs> he looked at me. He said, nigga, fuck you, man. <laughs> I say, man, we in church, bro. We in church, man. Watch your fucking mouth, man. <laughs> and I'm saying this shit. <laughs> I'm lip syncing this shit, though, because I'm trying not to. I'm trying to obey God while I'm in church. I'm lip syncing this shit the whole fucking time. And I'm saying, nigga, watch your motherfucking mouth, nigga. <laughs> So when we got home, I said, didn't I tell you skipping out on church, skipping out on these motherfucking words, go catch up with you one day? He said, well, fuck you, man. Hurry up, man, because I ain't trying to miss the rest of the cowboy game. But anyways, <laughs> so the message of this series joke today is to fucking be patient, man. 
that football game ain't going nowhere. We got highlights. We got all this damn technology that's good to our exposure. I mean, as I expose it right now, you, you could watch the game in church. Well, I would, even though I wouldn't encourage it, because if you ever run up on a pastor like this, he may just come up and take your fucking fuck. <laughs> and say, fuck that, Prescott. Motherfucker, this is my time. Motherfucker. <laughs> so I'm going to try to save you. From uh, the being like my goddamn friend, and don't be the victim of goddamn falling susceptible to your own motherfucking ignorance, okay? Alright, guys, that's what's up, man. So hopefully you take this advice, and you literally don't run with it, and you sit your ass down and listen to that goddamn word. Alright, guys, that's it for this week. That's the series joke of the week. When I come back, I'm going to take a short break. When I come back, I got a dessert top another day, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> don't be a victim. <laughs> Hello guys, welcome back to the podcast. Now it's time for the dessert topping of the week. Guys, I'm um, going to make this short and sweet because I put a lot on you guys this evening. So um, I'm going to make the dessert topping of the week very short and sweet. So the topic that I want to talk to you guys about in, in the podcast today is energy. Great energy will have you paranoid like a drug dealer. Great energy. Like great good energy will have you paranoid like a drug dealer. You know, if you come from some traumatic situations and you found and you're now in a place in your life to where you're actually living your best life and and you have a situation to where you're actually at peace and you have the people that you around, you're at peace with them, you love them, they they bring you nothing but harmony. Of course you have you still have your situations, but nothing that you can't handle. Anything that's thrown at your way is something that you can't handle. But I've come to know that due to some experiences that personally though of what I've been through and due to some things that I felt like other people vicariously that I've lived through or whatever, they, based on the stories that people tell me is um, a lot of people who come from crazy situations, um, they're very paranoid now. They're paranoid. They're looking over their shoulders because they felt like they found a, a, a great peace and they felt like it's something that they... That, that that they think somebody's trying to steal from them they think somebody's trying to steal like when you're a drug dealer in the hood or in poverty somewhere like just based on not, not speaking from personal experience but based on some of the experiences that i know like a lot of people a lot of drug dealers are a lot of people who do things living outside the law and things once they get to a if they're lucky enough to make it to a certain set of life living a lifestyle to where they're actually able to provide legitimately for their life i mean for their family and their loved ones they have a lot of post-traumatic stress disorder stress disorder due to the circumstances that they've been subject to for so many years of their life so they're paranoid and they can't go nowhere like they, they they live the life of an introvert but still being exposed but still being exposed to everyone because of their profession that they chose to do so i'm like how does this even make sense like why are you paranoid because like when you live in that lifestyle you got to live you got to look over your shoulders a lot you got to always be on your toes you got to always expect the unexpected and i come to find out that it's a lot sim it's some similarities when it comes to peace when it comes to great harmony and great vibes, like with any negative reaction you have, it's like being high. And I wouldn't encourage this for my young listeners who made it this far. If you're a young listener and I wouldn't encourage this, any of this that I'm about to say anything like this. But when you're high and you smoke in where you smoke weed or whatever, when you're high, it's a famous saying called don't break my high. Don't break my high. Don't break my high. I've smoked marijuana before. I know I'm very familiar with it. Like I said to my young listeners, I'm not encouraging this behavior. I'm just speaking to you from personal experience. Um, it's a famous saying called don't break my high. But it's a new saying that I like to adapt called don't break my natural high. And when you are naturally high or you feeling good, like and naturally high don't have to be anything like very, very special or anything that's really, really deep. It's like you just feeling at peace with yourself. Like you, you, you watching a view or something you you're, you're at a very relaxed state of mind and a negative situation just happens. Something that comes out of nowhere. Somebody cusses you out or whatever. And you didn't see it coming. And guess what? It breaks your natural high. It breaks your, it breaks your peace. And, and 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 when you when you felt how peaceful that is, 
when you felt how peaceful that is and you know exactly how it feels and how and how hard it is to obtain and how I mean uh, to how hard it is to to sustain like you you really feel that you feel paranoid you feel that somebody's going to come and rob you and take you from your peace and, and it constantly has you looking over your shoulders Kind of like a drug dealer in a way. And, uh, and somebody told me a story, a similar story, like uh, somebody that I know that shall remain nameless. They told me a story that's similar to me being at peace. So so basically the conclusion of what I'm trying to say, guys, I know I'm kind of all over the place right now. But basically the conclusion on what I'm trying to say is your peace will have you paranoid like you're a drug dealer. You, your peace will have you paranoid like if you know anybody who used to be living that lifestyle and now they live in better certain living in better circumstances talk to some of these people and ask them how some of these things used to make them feel when they was in living that lifestyle full-fledged like wholeheartedly they was in all 10 toes down and they were just going at it uh, allow them to tell you some of these experiences and not for you to actually do what they used to do but to learn from their mistakes and things that they did and stuff like that so you don't go through the same things that you have well, now that you have your natural peace and things that you are aspiring to do and things that you want to do in your life allow that their experience vicariously to make you prevent from people who may come in to be who may come to steal your natural peace from you like try to get rid of those people those and detox get rid of those negative people to get rid of those negative vibes in your life and detox yourself away from some of these individuals because they're out to get us and not just people that you that that that, that you know personally but people in the world because you are going to constantly get tested you're going to constantly get tested so know where your peace lies so you know how to basically um, put your shield up to where it doesn't actually affect you in a way if this is making sense to a lot of people so guys so you don't have to be paranoid you don't have to look over your shoulders and you don't have to feel like you don't have to be paranoid to where people is going to steal your peace from you and you can actually walk scot-free into the world where actually you're not being affected by any of the any of the paranoia that's out there that people are actually trying to come at you with so guys if this makes sense to anybody like i i just really want you guys to be very very observant to a lot of these things a lot of these peace stealers a lot of these peace stealers like it's a lot of people out there that 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 wants to steal your peace because they're not happy you know the old famous saying misery loves company so it's a lot of miserable people out there they love company and they see you happy and go lucky they see you and your family they see all these things and you see they see you living your best life and they want to steal your happiness from you because they're not really happy with themselves. So your peace, and that forces you to be in a position to where your peace has you paranoid like a drug dealer. So hopefully you can be an extra observant and you can really, really detox yourself away from a lot of these people and these environments that may be causing a lot of your paranoia. So guys, to be 10 toes down and be extra observant with some of these things. I know this was a long podcast episode today. I had a lot on my mind this week that I wanted to get off to you guys. So first things first, that was it for today, this week's podcast. Thank everybody once again for tuning in. If you guys stayed this long to listen to me, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. We're on episode number five. I appreciate you. Don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend and um keep the support going and keep and keep people coming to to come keep people to come to the table to feast with me to understand what's going on here and we're doing something big here and guys you guys know how i close every episode i appreciate everybody for coming but it's time to close it out thank you guys for being here you ready if you ever hear your stomach growl because you're hungry and you're looking for somewhere to put some food in your stomach, make a pit stop here at the Let's Feast Food for Thought Podcast because I got some more food for you. And that includes leftovers. Don't forget to leave a tip. Bon appetit. All right, guys. Thank you guys once again. I'll see you again next week on the Let's Feast Food for Thought Podcast. I'll see you guys again. Thank you guys. Love you.